Radio. This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's OBHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. You are what you eat, and so are your cats and dogs. What you put in their food bowls does matter. Our special guest today is a leading expert on all things healthy for cats and dogs. And what she is about to share may just surprise and motivate you to step it up when it comes to food choices for your pets. Please give pause and applause to the renowned holistic veterinarian and best-selling author, Dr. Jean Hovey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jean. Hey, Arden. How's it going? It's going great. Now, folks, Dr. Hovey is also the founder of Little Big Cat website. So I urge you to check out the site after the show. Now it's time to tap your feline curiosity. Is it safe to give human baby food to your cat? And what's the best way to dish up green beans for your dog? Answer to these and more questions will be let out of the bag after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Is your dog or cat prone to ear infections? Does your pet resist having his ears clean when they're inflamed or irritated? Are you also concerned about the overuse of antibiotics? Help is here. Zmox ear care products offer soothing relief, and you'll love this part. They don't require the ear to be cleaned before you apply the drops. It's just as easy as fill, rub, and done. That means less touching of those sensitive ears to help create a soothing, fear-free experience. And you only apply once a day. Here's another perk. Zmox at Z-Y-M-O-X, gets its effectiveness from enzymes, not antibiotics. You'll find these veterinary recommended products through your veterinarian, most pet specialty retailers, and online. To learn more, go to Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X. Pause up. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is holistic veterinarian, Dr. Jean Hovey. She's the founder of Little Big Cat website, and folks, she has dedicated her career to separating fact from fiction and healthy from unhealthy when it comes to selecting nutritious foods to dish up for our pets. I also uh, say that she is one of my favorite go-to experts when I do the uh, nutrition column in Catster Magazine, so I guess we've known each other for at least 
10, 15 years, wouldn't you say, Dr. Jean? Oh, at least. I think we physically met at, at a cat writers conference like a billion years ago. Right, right. Yeah. But in cat years, I wonder what so that makes us. I don't about, know. <laughs> I, think that it was, I think it was about 15 years ago because Jackson and I went and it was stunning. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Jackson, by the way, is the Jackson Galaxy. Yep. My cat from hell fame. He's also been on our show a lot. We'll talk a little bit about you and Jackson in a little bit, but let's get right to it. I don't want to keep these listeners from all over the world waiting and because, you know, they may not have the patience of a cat. So talk about, you know, sometimes when it comes to our cats, you may want to put a topper on, on their food that is maybe steps up the game. So tell us a little bit about human baby food. What may be palatable to our cat and definitely is a no-no. Well, the thing about baby food is, I don't know, 20 years ago, a major baby food company started putting onion powder in their baby food. And I happened to run a blood test on a cat who had received one meal of that, and the anemia showed up in the blood work after one meal of onion powder. So, you know, I called said famous baby food company, and they said, (laughs) well, we did testing, and babies like it. Well, I went over to the grocery store and I bought a bunch of another baby food and, you know, for our clinic cats, the cats that were sick in the hospital. And the checker said to me, oh, got a cat? Mm. I said, why would you say that? He said, no diapers. (laughs) People who only only buy baby food are buying it for a cat. If the guy at the grocery store knew this, said large baby food company figured it out right quick because I'm sure their sales just inked. Oh, yeah. And lo and behold, within not very long, a few weeks, out came the onion powder and regular baby food. So we were referring people to other brands, but currently just look at the label. It should say turkey, turkey broth, chicken, chicken broth, nice. lamb, lamb broth. And those should be the only ingredients. And that is pretty much across the board okay. Now I have seen cats that really love ham. I think there's chicken, beef, veal, lamb, and ham, something like that. But, you know, if most cats will go for chicken, but try each one. If you have a cat that doesn't want to eat or is reluctant and you just want to smear a little bit of uh, baby food, just try the different flavors and see what happens. One thing I did learn, though, is those are pretty good foods. And they're, they have a short expiration date. So, okay. um, you know, if you open the top and it's green, don't feed it. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, you know what? That's And also it's pureed too. So, and you've talked to me before. Is this pureed. is a human grade food because it's made in a human food facility, right? Right. It's Hopefully. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a, a neat thing. What about the green beans? Because I started feeding green beans to our dogs, Bujo and Kona, and I had to hide it in uh, the uh, pumpkin that we also put in their food. But you gave me a couple of tips on the best way to bring out the biggest nutritional punch in green beans for dogs. What is that? Right. Well, first, let's just lay a, a ground rule. You know, okay. you can feed carrots, green bean, broccoli raw, and the dogs will crunch it and they will have a lot of entertainment value out of it, but they're not going to get any nutrition because they don't have four stomachs like a cow. Cows and other ruminants can digest the plant cell walls. Oh. They have an enzyme called cellulase that's made by the bacteria in their rumen, which is the biggest of the, their four stomachs, and things essentially ferment in there. Well, dogs and cats have one stomach and they don't do 
the fermenting that cows do. So if you want them to get nutritional value out of vegetables, you have to either puree them or steam them or somehow break down the cell walls for them. Otherwise, they can't get to the antioxidants and goodies inside those cells. They, you know, they may chew them up and have a good time, but they're not going to really be getting the value, which is another reason why I really like organic vegetable baby food. Okay. Because especially for kitties, uh, cats seem to like sweet potatoes a lot. If you're making food or, you know, you're trying to slide some supplements in or something, mix with little chicken and and uh, sweet potato baby food maybe and that's a that's a really good go-to when i make food at home for the cats i i start with a base of the baby food and then add the supplements and then it makes a slurry and it's easy to mix in with the meat with my hot little hands so <laughs> that's cool there's yeah so you know you're not trying to you stick a pile of calcium and vitamin powder on top of a pound of meat you're going to be at it a long time but if you mix it in with something liquidy first like baby food easy peasy there you go i like that hey i always wondered this what got you into this area of veterinary medicine i you know get, can you give us kind of a quick 411 and what inspired you to focus on nutrition and being a good oh, holistic I was, veterinary i was ruined in vet school <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah. in my junior year the zoo medicine club sponsored uh, a panel discussion of homeopathy in the evening, you know, a Wednesday night. And I went and, uh, I don't know, 20 or 30 students went. And it was um, five or six of the local veterinary homeopaths and a guest speaker, Dr. Christina Chambro, who is the preeminent uh, veterinary homeopath teacher of, of all. She goes around the country still and teaches and she's marvelous. But they talked a lot about nutrition as the basis of health because if you don't have good groceries, homeopathy or antibiotics, nothing's going to do you any good if you can't, if you don't have the groceries to heal. So I skipped school on Friday with three other of my classmates and we took the weekend course. Wow. I came back, I came back to vet school and I started a holistic medicine club. You did? I didn't know that. Okay. I I did Colorado state and, um, and it was amazing. I mean, it just changed my life. And I started asking about diet you know, in the, in the clinics. And I started learning and I, when I graduated, cause you don't have much time to do research outside of what you're doing right. in that school, but I, I immediately hit the uh, University of Colorado Medical Library and started researching pet food and oh my God, the things I found. So I am kind of a geek and I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan and I love research. <laughs> I do it for fun. And I started and I never could stop. Well, I, it's good to know that you're a geek and a Sherlock Holmes fan, but you don't have to sing for me. But when people ask you how to pronounce your last name, which is H-O-F-V-E, what do you tell them? Hovey rhymes with Bon Jovi. Woohoo! Rock on! Do you have a favorite Bon Jovi song? Or do you, you know, like- I never really paid attention to him before he got on the Super Bowl, and I thought, oh my God, <laughs> it's the key to my whole life right there. But, yeah, I <laughs> There's one about being shot by love or something. Anyway, I like that one. But okay, we will make is, you sing. He is cute. He is yeah, cute. He is. And, he's uh, easy on the eyes. A number of us. A number of us are quite enamored. So, <laughs> so he's got some cougar fans, huh? <laughs> oh heck yeah! Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about you know you've been in this field a while, and I'm hoping. I guess I'm an eternal optimist. Are we doing things a little bit better than we did 20 years ago? Or if you had to, to kind of gauge 
what we need to do to really bring out the healthy best in our cats and dogs in their food bowl. Are we doing all right, or how would you gauge it? Because you've, you've been at it a while. Yeah, 20, it'd be 26 years in another month. But Okay. Yeah. I think the people that, are, that care, the people mm-hmm. that are listening to us right now and that listen to your broadcast and read your books and my books and stuff, the people that are paying attention, we are doing a better job. Okay. You know, there is more information out there if you hunt for it. The problem is there is a lot of misinformation. And I, I was clued in early on, you know, I was looking at, uh, at a whole bunch of stuff. This is, oh, they're grinding up dead dogs and cats and putting them in pet food. Well, I ended up in a job that came with um, a liaison position to AFCO that, that oh. uh, sets, sets the standards for pet food. Went to my first AFCO meeting in 1999, and I started learning what the facts are about AFCO and about how, how the industry is regulated. And I find it totally fascinating. Probably everybody else would be bored silly, but, you know, so that's a really good foundation, really good. Oh, basis. absolutely. So yeah. what would be a and, couple of misinformation say? Maybe I'm reading a label that you could help steer our listeners to a healthier choice. What's okay. some of the sneaky things they do? Okay. Well, AFCO regulates the label pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. That's, they don't regulate, but they set the standards. Mm-hmm. And the states adopt the standards, and the states are the ones that enforce them. But, you know, the, one of the rules is that ingredients have to be listed in order of weight. Okay. So my favorite <laughs> horrible thing that they do is the thing about meat is the first ingredient. If you look at, you know, in the, in the, in the pet store, every single bag says salmon is the first ingredient. Chicken yeah. number one, beef. Hey, we got lots of beef. Well, if you're using a meat, bodies, yours, mine, cows, chickens, are about 65, 70% water. Wow. So water is the heaviest ingredient. Okay. And nothing heavier than water. So except gold and I'm not putting that in the cafe. Anyway, <laughs> um, but meat weighs a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you have a label that says chicken, chicken meal, corn gluten meal, the chicken is, you know, it's heavy. So it rises to the top. There doesn't have to be very much chicken meal to make up for that. Okay. Wow. And still be at the top. So you want to look at the first few ingredients and ignore the meat at the top because very few companies are honest about it. I know a couple that are, but what they'll do is it doesn't matter if they add water to that chicken. Mm -hmm. So now you're adding water and they're making a slurry and they're using that as the manufacturing Uh, water. Okay. But that water is about 6% chicken meat at Oh, jeez. So, so what would be a, so you're a not good, getting, healthy so you're choice? Not, you're not getting what you think you're getting. And this this applies mainly to buy, to dry food because dry food is where they put rendered ingredients. And rendered ingredients, people say rude things about them. They're not intrinsically bad if they're good quality. And I can tell you how to figure that out. But okay. if, you know, just kind of ignore the meat at the top in a dry food and and uh, and look at the next few ingredients because those are going to tell you really where the protein is coming from, where the bulk of the calories are coming from. You have to kind of grok the whole label. So what would you know, be some good choices for the next few ingredients if people were doing that? Well, you would you would want to see something like chicken meal, if it's okay. chicken food or, okay. or lamb meal. Okay, um, because those have had the water and fat removed, so those are almost pure protein. They're they're quite oh. good. 
But you have to worry about if it says beef and bone meal or something and bone meal or byproduct meal, those are going to be lesser quality. If it says chicken meal, you know, honestly, I would start calling companies and saying, where do you get your chicken meal? Because if you're getting it from a slaughterhouse that's attached to a Tyson's chicken farm, Mm -hmm. it's only going to be chicken. It's going to be fresh chicken. It's going to be relatively good quality chicken. But if you're a smaller company or even if you're a giant company and you're buying some of your ingredients from a local renderer and that renderer accepts chicken, horses, anything that died on the farm, roadkill, and that does happen. It does happen. I'm not saying it's common, but it happens. And the rendering industry tends to be very secretive, which works against them. If they would just be honest, I would be able to recommend them. Hello. Yeah. uh, You know, you have to be careful. So if it says if it says meat meal of some kind, if it doesn't have a name, you want to look at that. Yeah, so that's, that's called the uh, mystery dish that my mom used to make, and it was not very palatable to me. Exactly, I remember. Exactly. <laughs> We're having mystery meat. Mystery meat, on, <laughs> mystery meat with gravy on toast, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a sleuth because you said, you know, I like that you are a big Sherlock Holmes fan. And the other thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, if we could wave a magic wand and money was not an issue, I guess all our cats would be eating filet mignon? Well, yes, among yeah. a variety, yeah. a variety of meat. If I could wave a magic wand on behalf of pets, I would ban dry food from the face of the earth. Okay. Especially for cats. Cats should never eat dry food, but dogs too, because it is, you know, they can hide more stuff in in dry food and the ingredients aren't going to be as good a quality because they don't, they're not necessarily as fresh. If you look at a can of cat food, it's one of the first ingredients is going to be meat byproduct. That's a fresh ingredient. It has to be from an animal that went to the slaughterhouse. Okay. okay. And it's going to come out and be frozen in a big block and the block of ice is going to arrive at the pet food manufacturer and they're going to be able to look at the block of ice and see if there's German shepherds or you know, whatever in the ice. Okay. It's, it's oh a fresh God. ingredient has to be, has to be better quality. Okay. Rendered products are not necessarily that fresh. And there's, I am kind of having a long-term argument with the rest rendering industry about how fresh is not fresh. Do you remember the show Dirty Jobs? I guess it's still on, but they, did, oh, a, yeah, yeah. A segment, they did a segment on animal rendering. You can buy it for a buck 99 on YouTube and I would, recommend it that is an independent renderer and he's picking up whole cows that died days ago and are laying in the sun and all bloated up and he winches them onto the conveyor belt they go into the grinder and they come out as you know what's going to be rendered and there's no telling what went into that so you know like i said if it's a chicken farm or if it's monster beef up up the road here in Greeley, and they're just slaughtering one kind of animal and the slaughterhouse is attached and it's called captive rendering, that is going to be a good quality ingredient. If it's, you know, kind of vague, vaguely named or it's a meal, yeah. you got you to gotta think, well, where, you know, what really is going into that? Well, and also tell us a little bit about the other thing about dry food. Let's debunk the myth for dental reasons. Oh gosh, this is my pet peeve. <laughs> the pet food companies love to say this because long time ago, someone in some kind of authority said it and everybody took it to heart. Dry food does not clean the teeth. Mm-hmm. I do not chew graham crackers to floss my teeth <laughs> and, and kibble does not 
clean their teeth. Okay. I'd love um, to see you do that. Well, I, I'd love to chew graham crackers, but I'm not doing it for my dental health. Right. <laughs> but, you know, the proof of the pudding really is in the dental diets because they are not like kibble. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the literature supporting something like TV, it says the kibbles just break apart and they don't get to the surface and they don't do anything. And well, that's right. And there's a ton of science behind that. The best that can be said about kibble is it might produce slightly less tartar than canned food, say. Yeah. But, you know, a brilliant researcher name of Collier, there, he's got a whole website, but he, he said, what animals need is more hassle factor in the food, something they need to chew, like ligaments and bones okay. and tendons and stuff. So he worked with zoo carnivores. And so he was a great observer of what they need to stay healthy. And what they need is, you know, something as close to nature as possible. Now, my cat, Perry, was caught a mouse in the middle of the night. And uh, he doesn't eat it. But if he did, it would be good for him. Yeah. But He didn't know, invite that, you to a dinner, a late night dinner with Bon Jovi music playing? Oh, that, you know, if Bon Jovi was playing, I probably would have said yes. <laughs> but, you know, he didn't offer but uh, he had a he had a real good time with it for a long time, and I felt bad. But that's that that's is nature. his natural diet. That's well, that's uh, what he's designed to do. All right, folks, we are speaking with Dr. Jean Hovey. She knows all things F O O D when it comes to our dogs and cats. We're going to talk to her a little bit more, but we got to take this quick commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, everybody. It's Arden Moore here. You know how every house you go into has a certain smell? I've got a friend whose house always smells like potpourri. I could be blindfolded and know it's her house. But there is one thing your house never needs to smell like, the litter box. And for that, I found Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal. It seals and destroys odors on contact for a seven-day odor-free home, guaranteed. Don't let your house smell like a litter box. Get Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal. Arm & Hammer, more power to you. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here to unleash some great health advice. It's time to be down in the mouth for the benefit of your dog and cat. Unleashing good oral care is one of the best ways to show love for your pet. Do you find brushing your pet's teeth challenging? Here is a terrific solution. Treat your dog to Oratine Brushless Oral Care. Oratine makes caring for your pet's oral health super easy. The difference is the enzymes. The advanced enzyme technology in Oratine works to freshen the breath. It eliminates bacteria, fungus, and yeast. Yuck. They also reduce plaque biofilm from accumulating on the teeth. And guess what? None of these products require actual brushing. Woohoo! You can choose from these three products. One, a water additive that gives your pet the benefits of oral care with every lap of water. Two, a breath freshening spray with a gentle mister. Or three, a brushless toothpaste gel you can apply with your finger. If your pet tolerates brushing, hey, you can always brush too. To learn more, visit Zymox.com, Z-Y-M-O-X.com, and look under the oral care product line. Do it today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. 
Jacksonsgalaxy.com. Hey, everybody, this is Jackson Galaxy from Animal Planets, my cat from hell. And I'm here with Arden Moore on the wonderful Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. Don't miss it. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I love Dr. Jean. I'm just going to say it. She knows food. She's really being your pet's best health advocate when it comes to food choices. I hope you check out her site, littlebigcataftertheshow.com. But, uh, you know, there's a balancing act that's going on across the, the country in North America where people want to feed healthy for their dogs or cats, but they've got a family budget. And you've talked to me about some uh, toppers that you can put that may not be so expensive, but boy, are they packed with nutrition. Can you help me out with uh, like the right way to get ground turkey and how much to put on a in a bowl for a cat or a dog? Yeah, raw ground turkey. I, I am a proponent of raw feeding, but if you're going to make homemade food, you have to do it right. You have to have a good recipe. You have to balance it with supplements. If you're not adding at least a, a heaping tablespoon of calcium powder to the meat, you're doing it wrong. Okay. So, most people are not going to do that. So let's okay. talk about reality. Okay. Right. Let's talk about you're feeding a good commercial food, the best you can find. I have a lot of rules and shopping tips and I have an ebook on my website and, you know, there's lots of resources. I'm not the only one in the world. So, But um, you're one of my favorites. Of well, you're one of my favorite authors, Jordan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, you know, because we're both trying to do our best for the animals. Yeah, you know? that's right. Right. Our heart, our heart is in it. So, but you know, if you're just going to add a little bit of something special, I love raw ground turkey. You can get ground chicken. I'm not crazy about raw ground beef unless, or pork, especially if they're not organic because okay. of the parasitism and the bacterial contamination and all the stuff that goes along with those. I don't do raw fish, raw pork, or non-organic raw beef, but Poultry is great because it's loaded with taurine, for one thing, and it's less expensive, usually the dark meat, and that's where all the goodies are. But let's talk about a cat, a 10-pound cat. Okay. So a 10-pound cat may eat six, eight ounces of canned food a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can take like a little meatball, like a teaspoon roundy meatball of raw meat, and just add that to the food. You can blend it in. You can put it on the top. Nice. Of course, with cats, you have to start with one molecule at a time and work <laughs> up because you have to out sneaky cats, and that is not an easy thing to do. Well, I'm lucky. Um, I got. I have are, a house of uh, feline foodies, so they're not uh, very discriminate. Uh, you're lucky. You're yeah. lucky. My boy is very picky. Um, my last batch of cats was all raised on raw meat, and they mm-hmm. loved it, and they thrived, and they all could have played for the. Broncos or the Raiders or, you know, nice. they were linebacker size cats. They did <laughs> reach their full growth potential on their, on their raw meat and all the goodies that I throw in. But the baby food, the raw turkey, I just found something at the store the other day. It's uh, from Instinct, I think. It says raw toppers and they're little kind of pellets, but you can kind they're of freeze dried, right? Push them up with your feet. Yeah, freeze dried and you sprinkle them on the top. Yeah, oh, that's okay. a, that's a terrific idea. I like to get some raw meat into them, you know, if your cat is reasonably healthy, because there's so much good nutrition in that, and it's and it's deeply satisfying to their hunter's soul. 
Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, there, there's something primal about it. And I think they just feel better when they eat something like that. Now, if you're going to supplement stuff on top of a regular food, you don't right. want to make it more than 15, 10, 15% of the regular food. Cause otherwise then you have to start adding calcium and balance it and do all the tricky tricks. Okay. And, and, but you know, a meatball of, of, uh, raw Turkey mm-hmm. once a week or uh, half a meatball every day or whatever, you know, whenever the mood strikes you, what I do is I, I get a pound of Turkey and I smush it up and I throw in whatever I want to throw into it, you know, some blue mm-hmm. green algae or whatever fun stuff. And then I, I take three ounces at a time and put it in a snack baggie and oh. flatten it and freeze it. And oh. because I flatten it, it thaws in about two seconds. And then I can add it to the food for the next couple of days because cause meat doesn't keep that long, two, three right. days in the, in the fridge. But most food, now most poultry especially is frozen once before it gets to the butcher. So mm-hmm. if you're going to Whole Foods or Albertsons or Safeway or whatever, Ask the butcher if it's been pre-frozen. You can still safely refreeze it one more time. Okay, but, that's a good tip. So, right. So, you know, you can almost always just take the grocery store meat. Now, you have to be careful if you're going to buy a brand like, you know, one of the ones that's, you know, Genio, I think, makes a raw ground turkey. And it's a it has natural flavor added. We don't know what that is. Oh, okay. So and, just talk about right. Cats, and my cats would not eat it. So fresh. Ground turkey, nothing added. Just and right the from the butcher, right? Okay, good. I have a really good relationship with Rosa at my Albertsons. She's my butcher, Perfect. and so Perfect. I'm gonna. I just did a shout out to Rosa. She's gonna be so happy. But you're right. Sure, you know, good. between that and baby food and no um, diapers, they're gonna have us pegged, aren't they? Boy, and how? <laughs> anyway, and my cats would only eat whole foods turkey. You would not try and sneak Safeway turkey into. Oh no! Oh. No, 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 no. no. So I don't know what the difference was. Looks the same to me, but, um, you know, <laughs> they are very discriminating, the kitty cats. What you about know, eggs? Is, are eggs good, bad for dogs or cats? Everybody says, oh, it, it makes their coat shining. What's your take? It does make their coat shiny because there's a lot of fat. Mm-hmm. And any fat will do that. If you're going to feed eggs a lot, one raw egg now and then, no problem. But egg whites contain a protein enzyme thing that breaks down some of the protein so it's not available to them so if you're going to feed a lot of eggs cook the eggs okay at least soft boil them okay a little scramble on a sunday morning you betcha with a little butter bacon bits in there and you're good you're all good (laughs) my cat my cat casey is sitting here right now taking notes with his (laughs) non-opposable thumb saying all right sunday i want scrambled eggs okay Put a little cream in there too. I mean, that just makes it yummy, right? Yeah. Well, I have. He likes to watch me when I make coffee, and he at the Keurig, and he helps me if I get. I give him a, a little size of my uh, thumbnail of the cream, so he gets that. Yeah. Yeah. Cats are most cats are lactose intolerant, so you don't want to give them a lot of. No, it's real tiny. Yeah. So a little, you know, a little scrap of cheese or a little tiny bit of cream once in a while, you know, that's fine. Most things, you know. In moderation, just use your common sense. You know, if it looks like a food, you know, Fritos, probably not a good choice for your dog. Okay. Good choice for me. I can do that, but I don't give it to the dog. So if it's reasonably healthy for you and me, it's reasonably healthy for your dog or cat. With cats, the caveat is stick to proteins. You know, Mm -hmm. don't give them a lot of fruits or vegetables. Although I had one that was, I, you know, if I bought a pound of asparagus, he had to get like, 
Wow. <laughs> really? He was, oh, he, he loved was, it. Oh, he was an S-U-L-U-T for asparagus. <laughs> it was. I heard he also liked Bon Jovi, but, you know, that's another story. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> you mentioned the, some caution about fish, but I also have heard you in the past talk about, like, sardines or anchovies. So help us get the record straight on what's safe and what's not when it comes to seafood for cats and dogs. Okay. Dogs are pretty safe with it. Cats are really weird about fish. Now, mm-hmm. if you're going to, you know, if you want just a topper, you know, take a sardine out of a can, chop it up in little bitty bits, take about a quarter of it, maybe a couple times a week. And that's oh. got a good omega-3 fatty acids. And, but fish every day is a bad idea. Fish flavored cat food is a bad idea. I have seen so many urinary tract problems from oh, fish. Yeah. You know? And there's a, there's been research in recent years. I have a huge article on my website about why fish is dangerous for cats. And let's say that website, let's go with that website again. Cause I really, littlebigcat.com, but Google why fish is dangerous for cats. You, it'll pop right up. Okay. Go read that article because I have, I update it all the time and I'm learning all the time how really bad fish is. There's something called domolic acid that may be contributing to the extraordinary incidence of chronic kidney disease in cats. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just all kinds of problems with it. Salmon is particularly horrendous if it's not wild caught because the farm salmon are just toxic soup waste. Oh, wow. You know, they take the good parts for the people market and then the crap gets ground up in cat food. Well, you know, we don't want to do that. No, you know, there's drugs, there's all kinds of antibiotics and fungicides and every kind of thing in there. We don't want it. And I, you know, ash was proven not to be a factor in urinary tract disease, but there is something in fish that is, and it isn't the bone because I once shared a beautiful halibut with my three cats. <laughs> okay. Big plate. I had about two thirds of it. And then there, each cat had a little pile and they loved it. And it was just great. And in the morning at 6am, I was unblocking my male <gasps> in the clinic uh... and my, and one of the two females also had a UTI. Oh and there was gosh. no bones in that fish. So what is it about fish? I don't know. But I am not a fan of fish for cats. Okay, fish I appreciate oil? that. Yes, but not fish. And it's just, you know, and they get addicted to it and then they're miserable to try and feed healthy food. And there's so many disadvantages. I just, I just blanket, I don't know. Well, I appreciate that. Hey, um, we would be yeah. remiss. Uh, you and Jackson Galaxy are like Bon Jovi band members. I mean, but you tell us a little bit about your connection with Jackson because, you know, he's quite a big name in the world of feline followers. But uh, tell us a little bit about your connection. Well, I consider him my baby brother. Aw, okay. We have such an incredible bond. It's, I met him. I moved back to Boulder. And for six months, people have been telling me, you've got to meet this guy, Jackson Galaxy. I'm like, Jackson Galaxy. Right. <laughs> nice name. <laughs> yeah. And apparently for six months, people have been telling him, you kind of need Dr. Hovey. And finally, we, the two of us met at our, our friend Kate Solisti's house. She was, she was hosting an animal gathering and, uh, and somebody introduced us and I, out of my mouth comes, we have a lot of work we have to do together. Really? Like, Why did I say that? This wow. guy, he's six feet tall. He's bald. He's tattooed out the wazoo. Is he my type? At all? I mean, he, is he even the kind of guy I would have a conversation with? No. But my soul recognized his soul. Nice. There was something, there was something magic that happened. And we, we started, we put Little Big Cat together. We 
worked together forever. We don't talk very often anymore, but you can't break that bond. No, no. You know, it's, it's beyond time and space. And he's just the dearest person. And he is absolutely brilliant. Oh, he is. I just agree with that. And I, I agree. I think the, the one, two punch of Dr. Jean Hovey and Jackson galaxy are making cats. This a better pl- planet for cats. I totally believe in that. Well, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to raise cats out of the level of second class citizens. Good. Because cats get the short end of the stick for everything. They get the crappiest food. They get the least vet care. They, they don't get trained. So people, you know, this is, this is just kills us is that if a dog develops a behavior problem, you call the vet, you call a trainer, you take them to obedience school at PetSmart, you do something. Cats develop a behavior problem and people put up with it, put up with it, put up with it until it drives them crazy. And then they say, get rid of the cat. Yeah. You're right. Cats can be trained. Cats have needs. Cats are animals. They learn. They're, at least the smartest dogs, I, I personally would say way smarter, but that's, <laughs> and half the time they're smarter than I am, I tell you. But, you know, you have to work with the nature of the cat. And right. if you do that, then you're going to have a wonderful relationship. Well, I, I agree. I, I have Mikey, Mort, Casey, and, and uh, now Rusty, and people come to my house and with two dogs too, and they're like, how come they all get along? Why did your cat come running when you whistled? And why is he jumping through a hoop? Why is he sitting and touching? Because he wants an enriched environment and work his noodle, right? Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, I'm... Very I lo- when he's and it, you know, I mean, my cats have always... They've trained me very well, usually. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, <laughs> you know, they're so smart. They are so smart. Now, I've had cats that were kind of like the lower end of the gene pool. But, you know, dear sweet souls, but not brilliant. But I've had absolutely brilliant cats i call them indigo cats because they are just you know they they are so sharp you know and they had you figured out in two seconds you know hey everybody we've had a great time speaking with uh dr jean hobie she's a holistic veterinarian out of colorado please go to littlebigcat.com and please check out some of her articles she is a sleuth when it comes to the nutritional benefits to cats and dogs check out what she does and I just want to say I am uh, really appreciate you being on the show today, Dr. Jean. Is there any last nugget of gem of knowledge you would like to share with us? Well, just, you know, do your research. Do the best you can. Every little improvement you make is going to make a world of difference to your animal. I agree. Pause up to that. I also want to salute my producer, Mark Winter. We affectionately call him the Wizard of Paws. He is the executive director of Pet Life Radio, the largest uh, pet radio network on the planet. So that's pretty cool. And he's a new grandpa. He's got a grand- grandson named Jack. So he is a G-pop. That's what he wants to be called. What do you think of that name, Dr. Jean? I love it. <laughs> hey, that's going to be a lucky kid. That kid's going to grow up with a fun grandfather. So until next time, everyone, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two three and four leggers out there oh behave coast to coast and around the world it's all behave with arden moore find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in rin tin tinseltown from famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars you'll get great tail wagging pet tips and have a fur flying fun time all behave with america's pet edutainer arden moore every week on demand 
only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>